When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, welcome back to the Swimming Upstream podcast on the Fans First Sports Network. My name is Kevin Barral. I am joined with Alex Carver. The start of the partnership, we'll get into that more later. But Alex, thank you so much for hopping on. Uh, we have a very, ex- we have a super fun guest that we are bringing on. One of the hottest hitters in minor league baseball, Dane Myers. Alex, what's up? And I'll let you introduce him yourself. Yeah, man. Uh, good to be with you on Swimming Upstream, Kev. Uh, glad to have Dane in today to talk about uh, basically his baseball journey. Dude's been been super hot. One of, like you said, one of the the hottest hitters in, in minor league baseball, tearing up with Jacksonville. So excited to talk today about uh, about his uh, his growth with the game, uh, what he's doing lately, and um, you know, uh, looking forward to the future for for this prospect who is um, doing very well right now. So yeah, before we get into the first question, Dane Myers in 2023 he's played with Jacksonville and Pensacola. He is slashing 335, 423, 534, 957. He has 12 home runs and six, 16 RBI, 43 RBIs. Um, Dane, just I guess the simple question is what got you into baseball? How'd you get into it? And just, you know, that's that's basically it. Um well, thanks for having me, first of all. But, uh, I mean, my love for baseball basically goes back as long as I can remember. Um, my brother basically put a, a bat and ball in my hand as soon as I could stand up and throw. So I can accredit everything to him to, to start off with. But uh, it's been quite the journey, and I've enjoyed every part of it so far, I'll tell you that. Yeah, gotcha, man. Moving on, you mentioned family. I know this is super important to you. Um, read an article that you did a while ago, a bit ago, that's that uh, I think a hometown newspaper wrote on you about the importance of your family. Um, grew up with with a single mom. Um, and that's 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 near and dear to me because I also grew up with a single mom playing Little League. I didn't get nearly as far as you, of course. That's why I'm talking to you in this capacity. But <laughs> um, but um, just the importance of your family, uh, the support that you have from your mother, um, your siblings um, and how they've gotten you to where you're at today. Um, can you speak a little bit to that? Yeah, for sure. Um, it, it starts with my mom, uh, just the way she raised uh, all three of us, me, my brother, and my sister. Um, going back as far as I can remember, just, just like playing ball, I mean, she's been sacrificing and, and doing whatever she could for us to for us to have a good life and for us to enjoy the, the little things. Um, if we were struggling at any point, we we would never know because my mom was always being positive, positive and uh telling us to just live day by day but yeah my family my family's everything they've they've been my support system since day one I mean my mom she really didn't miss a game until pro ball when when I started traveling a a whole lot um my brother and sister when whenever my mom was busy back back when we were young she would uh my sister and brother would take me to to practices and games I mean that goes back as, as far as I can remember as well so They've always been there for me, always, always uh, supported me in whichever way I needed them to. And, and I mean, I, I definitely wouldn't be here today without them. Yeah, man. It's going to be awesome to see him in, in the stands when that big league debut comes down here in Miami. It's oh. going to be cool. 
So I'm yeah. sure they'll be right there with you. So uh, it's going to be awesome. Um, we'll move on. Um, next question is on college. Um, Rice University. So Rice University, not not an Ivy League school, but they have a lot of Ivy League qualities that they like to pride themselves by. Um, so tell me about college, man. Um, attending that college, attending that school, what you learned there, how you learned how to kind of grow with this game as a, you know, from amateur to professional, and what that did for your career. Uh, it, it was good. In 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 college, I had a a good support system around me with with the coaching staff and then and then my teammates. Um, it was nice to stay around home. Rice is only about 30, 45 minutes from, from my house. So having my family be able to come watch or, or going home whenever I needed to was, was really nice. Um, I learned a lot at Rice. I feel like I grew up from freshman to junior year. Um, the coaching staff, they pushed me hard, which is, which is kind of what I needed at that point. Um, at Rice too, with the academic situation, um, and how tough it is there. You kind of have to learn how to ba uh, balance um, the athletic part and the, the academic part, which isn't easy at a school like that. So that, that kind of taught me how to be responsible in, in ways I hadn't had to do before. And it was good for me, for sure. Dane, many, I guess some people are now starting to figure this out, but you at one point pitched in your major league career. You were kind of a pitcher and hitter there. So was that always the case growing up? Were you always kind of doing both when you would play? And did you dedicate and then did you dedicate more, yourself more to pitching more or hitting more? What was how did that come to be to, to kind of just finally start dedicating to one side of of baseball in that case? Um, well, growing up, I, I'd say I kind of worked on both um, equally. I just I love the game so much. So I just enjoy going out in there. Uh, and, and competing but I don't think I really started to separate the two until probably eighth grade a uh, year before I went into high school ball I, I started trying to focus in on, on being a position player actually and um, I, I still did my my pitching stuff my pitching drills and, and things like that but I can definitely say I put a lot more work in on the hitting side um, but yeah it, it's kind of crazy to look back at that and end up starting off as a pitcher in pro ball, but um, in, in college, I, I did both. So that's one of the reasons I went to Rice as well is because they were giving me the opportunity to do both, and, and I trusted in them and telling me in that. And so that was important to me in deciding which school I went to. So, I mean, I just – I really wanted to do both as long as I could because I, I really do love both. Um, I don't miss – not uh, playing every day. Um, I don't miss walking the house. I don't miss getting hit all around the yard. I'll tell you that. But uh, I, I I do miss pitching. Um, it's just a blessing to be in the spot that I am now to be able to play every day, be healthy, and, and having the bats that I'm having and, and enjoying every single one. So it, it's been good for me. I'm really enjoying it. And I guess a follow up to that is. How did the change from, I guess, obviously made it to the big leagues. You were pitching for a while in Detroit. How did that switch come to be? How did they approach you about it? And just what was, how, how did it all go down for you? Just going from pitching in the minor leagues, all of a sudden you're, you're hitting. Yeah. Um, when the minor leagues with Detroit, I, I, I really enjoyed pitching. And I thought that was, that was going to take me to the big leagues. And then 
I had a couple arm injuries. Um, I got a little out of shape. I, I wasn't, my velocity had dropped a lot. Um, so that 2019 year, my last year pitching was a tough one for me. And uh, about halfway through the year, I, I was in a bad spot. And I, I talked to my support system, my family, my friends, and I was basically telling them, like, I, might, I may be done with the game or, or I may ask them to hit. And um, sure enough, a couple of weeks later, as soon as I mentioned that to, to my family and friends, I was approached by by some of the front office with Detroit, and they asked me if I wanted to go back and swing it, and I, I couldn't say yes quick enough. So it's kind of how it went down. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um. So succeeding now as a hitter, um, as you know, um, you know, it's it's just like it's it's interesting because there's this rise in the value of of a two way player ever since Shohei. Of course, there's this, this value in being the two way player, um. But that's not for everybody. It's hard to do both. Um, so to settle yeah. on one is uh, is definitely uh, Sean Reynolds. Sean Reynolds is in the organization. He yeah, but he he's not hitting anymore either. He's pitching now. Yeah, he's so a pitcher. Kind of yeah, the antithesis yeah. of Dane. He's kind of going the other yeah. direction. So, so yeah, um, man. Um, I guess I guess the other thing we can ask on this, um, about uh, you know, about about the transition, about about becoming becoming a hitter. Um, who are the guys that have helped you helped you out the most um, in the transition from from pitching to hitting? Um, that could be players, coaches, whatever. Maybe who who are the guys that have helped you out the most? Um, uh, going back to to my family, my brother number one. He he's basically my hitting coach. Um, he's basically watching every at bat, watching watching everything I do, and if I get a little off, I I know I can I can count on him to get me or, or tell me something to get me back right, but. Switching over when I first switched over um, back to hitting with Detroit in that 2019 year, I had a couple hitting coaches um, that I really liked. Um, coming over to Miami, uh, Matt Snyder. I mean, I can remember um, in spring training going to early work with him and him giving me a bunch of good information that I've, I've kind of taken and, and used this year. Um, I mean, every, everybody's been good to me with Miami so far. They're, what's what's really been nice too is from day one they they kind of told me, "Hey, we've got we we all have confidence in you. We just want you to go out there and play your game." So from that point, I didn't have to press or anything. I just kind of went out there and and played my game and, and try to have the bats that I know how to have. So I mean, there's been too many people to name really that have helped me, but the the people that have helped me and the coaches that I have been around have made the transition a lot easier than it probably should have been because I know it could have been a lot tougher. I know I could have had a lot of coaches look at me and say, Oh, and he's a PO, you know, he's not going to be able to hit. He's not going to be able to do these things in, in the field and things like that. So I, I really haven't, I can't say I've had a coach uh, like that around me so far. So, I mean, all of them have been a blessing and all of them have kind of understood me in the right way and let me play my game. Yeah. Last question on this. This is my final follow-up about hitting. Um, you were in spring training. I know you were with the, the big league team. They kind of called you up a little bit. Um, yeah, I think to just to get some time on the bench and time around the team in spring training. Um, well, we know the skip was out there a bit during spring training. Um, we know that the coaches were out there as well with you guys. Um, thoughts or initial thoughts, I guess I should say, about spring training, about skip, uh, maybe about Brant Brown. Um, any thoughts on those guys? Uh 
yeah, both I, I like both of them a lot with the little time that I did get to spend around them. Um, it means a lot that they were coming out and, and watching us practice and play there on the backfields because, I mean, obviously you have your big league guys, but they won't be there forever and they won't they won't always um be available so what what's behind them is important and I think that's just kind of the winning culture that they're trying to build and obviously that's that's goal number one for me um get to the big leagues and and help contribute to to that team winning uh however I can so for them to be having an eye on us it it is good because that just lets us know we're valued you know what I mean Dan, I want to ask you, Rule 5 draft, I mean, you spent some time with Detroit, a good amount of time in Detroit. Obviously, you were exposed to the Rule 5 draft this past offseason. You get taken by Miami, I think, in the, in the I think it was the double-A portion. Um, just what's the transition like, you know, and especially being, you know, sitting there, knowing that you're exposed to Rule 5 draft, you feel any nerves, you know, the possibility of going to a new organization, which in this case it happened, or do you kind of hope that you stay packed with Detroit but I mean in this case with Miami you're getting new opportunities you're not triple a you're pretty damn close to the big leagues so what's it like sitting there knowing that you know being exposed to the rule five draft and how difficult has can the transition be going from in this case Detroit to Miami um yes yeah, sitting there knowing that I was um in the field basically to get taken in that draft I wasn't necessarily nervous or, or anxious but I knew it was a pretty good possibility um, so I was kind of just leaving it to my faith, letting whatever happened, happen, uh, having trust that whatever situation I was put in, I was going to take advantage of the opportunity. But, um, I, I was in a comfortable spot with Detroit. I, like I said, I liked the people that I was around. I liked the teammates. I, uh, I liked my coaches and I wish I could have stayed with them, but at the same time, coming over here has been the best thing that's happened for me. I've had a couple of mechanical changes. I've I've been able to show my talents and play kind of all over the field. Um, so coming over here has been um, more more than I could ask for. It's been perfect for me. Um, like I said, the coaching staff is, has just been nothing but but positive for me. Um, and they're kind of, like I said, what I touched on a little bit earlier, uh, being able to just go out and, and play my game. I've had a lot of people – in the past kind of try and tweak uh, things here and there that I, I like to do that are a little bit different than other people. And, and for Miami to kind of see that in me and kind of just let me go about my business. And I'm sure if it wasn't working, we'd be changing it. But the fact that I've kind of ridden the roller coaster and, and stayed on my hot streak um, for them to let me just kind of go out there and play my, play my game is huge. So the transition has been not too hard because at first, I was a little, little nervous to come over here because I really didn't know anybody. I'm a little bit uh, reserved. I'm a little bit on the shyer side, but all the guys welcome me over here, and, and it's been nice so far. You mentioned mechanical changes. This is a follow up to, to what you just said. Um, you mentioned mechanical changes. Um, are there any in specific that you can point out that have made the biggest difference for you? Um, just being on time. Um, I'm getting into a lot better of a spot than I was last year. And I can say that I'm doing it more consistently this year. Um, I think that probably attributes to my, my little bit lower of strikeouts this year. Um, Cause at some points last year, it was almost like 
I was having to be perfect to put a good swing on a ball perfectly on time. And I just think a couple little things that I've done this year, it has given me a little bit uh, more room for error. I mean, you're not going to be perfect every time you swing the bat. So um, it, it, it's got me a lot more hard hit balls, um, a lot more contact, with, which is the goal. So it's been good for me so far. Liner down the line and right, fair ball, rolling to the corner, Encarnacion scores, and for the second day in a row, it's a walk-off shrimp win as Dane Myers does the airplane, rounding first. You know, as Kevin said, you come, you come from the Tigers uh, here to Miami. Um, what are what are some of the main differences um, that you see from organization to organization, so things that the Marlins do that the Tigers did a little bit differently, um, something like that, that maybe some things that you can point to that um, that's just different now uh, than when you were in Detroit? Um, I would say there, there's not a ton of differences, but one that kind of stood out to me right away is um, the workload that we had in spring training. We, we didn't really ease into I, I showed up for early camp. I forget when that was, but showing up for that. And I remember there, I think it was two or three days in and we were seeing live pitching, which I was excited about because I didn't get to see anybody pitching back home. So being able to, to get in the box and start getting reps as, as quick as possible um, in spring training was nice. I enjoyed that. So I would say it's not like we've gotten a heavy workload over here in Miami compared to Detroit, but maybe just a little more work here and there, more, a little more um, attention to detail on specific players, maybe what I need compared to what somebody else's uh, needs are. So it, it, it's all been good. I mean, Detroit was really good to me. It, it's hard to have anything bad to say about them. So, and, and Miami has been perfect so far, as I said. So it's it's hard to complain either way. Dane, I wanted to ask you, I guess the biggest change for you this year offensively, or at least that we all notice, is the K rate. I mean, it was up in the 30s with Detroit, and now it's in the 17s. It was 17% in AA and AAA. It's 16. Just how what's been the big difference for you when it comes to, I guess, having more patience at the plate while not losing any power? Yeah, like I said a little bit earlier, um, I'm just in a lot better spot. I I think I've I've stayed a little shorter. I my my load has become a hair shorter. Uh, my swing has become a hair shorter, and I feel like I'm not having to rush any type of decisions at the plate. I felt like last year I got a little big, um, almost like my swing wasn't matching my approach uh, at some point. So I just feel like my approach and my swing is really matched up this year. I'm just trying to see the ball, see the ball long, get a good pitch to hit, and um, make a good decision. Um, I've really honed in on on um, what decisions and, and what pitches I'm looking for and swinging at, and I think that's led to a little more contact and, and, and less K's, like you said. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah, it's definitely working out um, from what we see so far. Uh, you mentioned a little bit ago about about Snyder. Um, I wanted to follow up on that and also ask about Colbrin um, with Jacksonville. I know you've been, only been with Jacksonville for a little bit, but um, maybe first impressions on him. But uh, yeah, just these two hitting coaches. You mentioned Snyder has helped you a lot. Um, no, he was away from the team for a little while to uh, to welcome in um, a new baby. Actually, when you guys won, the, mm-hmm. or Pensacola won the won the first half title. 
uh, wasn't yeah. there, but, but yeah, uh, super cool for him. Cool guy. Got to talk to him a bit. I think all of us did um, yeah. in spring. So he's awesome. But I wanted to ask you about these hitting coaches this year. Um, you know, just expand on that a little bit. What, what have they worked on you? What have they worked with uh, or what have they worked on with you? Sorry. Um, this year um, and the difference that, that they have made um, so far. Yeah. Both guys have been amazing for me. Like I said, uh, Snyder, we, he texted me. I remember a week in the spring training and said, Hey, you want to go to uh, cages a little bit early? I, I got some stuff for you. And sure enough, um, I went and look, the, the good thing with Snyder is it, it, he's an open book and so am I. So I'm going to take every information, uh, piece of information he wanted to give me. And he was open to me saying, Hey, I'm not comfortable with that. Hey, that doesn't feel right. So I think that's kind of where our good relationship started and, him understanding uh, maybe I don't want to tweak something in my swing that I like and I'm going to listen to him, but it may not be the right thing for me. And so we just kind of meshed, meshed thoughts, meshed some hitting sessions and, and figured, uh, figured some things out that that's put me in a good spot this year. And the cool thing about Snyder is, is the communication with Colts. As soon as I got here to Jacksonville, um, Colts sat me down and, we were basically talking what about the same things that me and Snyder were talking about. And so he could keep an eye on that and make sure I'm keeping that same type of things going in the cage in Jacksonville that I wasn't Pensacola. So um, I would, I couldn't say one specific thing that, that we've worked on or we've done. It's just kind of, I've honed my craft. I feel like they've helped me hone my craft and I'm kind of just writing that out right now. I'm, I'm trying to take it day by day and, and write out, what I've got going because I, I like I said I feel like I'm in a good spot to hit I'm relaxed and and calm up there so no decisions I'm I'm making a rush or anything like that so I'm just up there having fun basically which which uh is good it's nice to do yeah that continuity is awesome and that level of communication that you mentioned um just like hey you're going to go to a new level but things don't start over right you continue to work sure. on what you're working on so to see that level of communication between coaching staffs is definitely encouraging to hear. Definitely a good way to build a player in a system. Um, so that's that's a great point. Um, and I'm glad that you're having that experience. A um, couple more for you before we let you go for the day. Um, the next one is um, is the approach. Uh, we talked about it a little bit. You talked about staying on time, not being rushed. Um, but you get in, expand on this a little bit. You get into the box. It's a 0-0 it's a zero, zero count. Uh, maybe you're facing a new pitcher, whatever it may be. Um, what's the approach? What are you looking for? Um how do you get ahead? Um, what's what's the the mindset behind the day to day at bat for Dane Meyer? Um, mine's a little bit different than than a lot of other people. I feel like, but I almost like to think as uh, the six hole or, or a little bit um, to the left of the shortstop, uh, my left of the shortstop. Uh, that that's my left field line. So I don't really want to feel like I'm trying to hook or, or pull balls, I'd rather try and go to right center, um, keep a good bat path on, on the swing I'm taking. And if I react to it and catch it out front, that's the balls that I lift and, and pull out pull out front. So I'm really – I'm looking for a good pitch to hit from pitch one. Um, I'm never really sitting on a certain pitch. Um, I'm never really trying to do one certain thing. I mean, obviously certain situations call for different – types of at-bats and focus points, but I'm up there just trying to get a good pitch to hit and trying to do damage with it. Um, I feel like as long as I'm not changing my zone, 
to too much towards a pitcher or what the umpire may be calling that day. As long as I'm staying my approach and staying to my zone, uh, I have a good chance to put a good swing on it. Dane, just last one for me here before we let you go. Uh, you know, you're now in AAA. You've kind of established yourself there. Just what do you want to continue to work on that you still believe you have room to improve? Um, Yeah, there's always room to improve. Um, I still would like to strike out less. I would like to walk more. Um, my contact and my barrel rate is up there, but I feel like I can improve on that. Um, I don't want to just be a hitter either. Um, me playing different positions, playing left, right, some center, and the corners in the infield, um, I want to try and perfect each one of those. That's hard to do, um, but I think I can, being as athletic and my focus on, on defense. Uh, I don't want to just be a one-way play, one player. I, I kind of want to be able to do it all in the field, so I want to work on my defense a little bit. Um, I just want to make sure everything stays sharp, stay in shape, stay healthy, keep my mind right, and, and I think everything will work out for me. A follow-up to that before our last question, Dane. Um, you mentioned playing other positions or different positions. Um, yeah, you said you want to you perfect all of them as much as you can. But as of, as of right now, today, um, where do you feel most comfortable? Um, where, where are you most, um, where are you most, um, you know, that you feel like you can showcase your ability and also be be pretty comfortable and, and get the job done? Um, I would probably say um, third or first base. Um, and I'd probably just say probably because that is um, what I've, I grew up playing and what I've played the most. So going back. That's what I've I've known for the longest, but um, the little bit or the outfield that I've played uh, the previous years and, and this year has has been a lot better than uh, I I would have thought it would have been because I used to in like high school just mess around in the outfield and stuff like that, not get that great reads in the outfield, and not really have an idea what was going on ball ball off the bat, so. Uh, just putting a little bit of work into that this off season, um, knowing that I may be kind of playing everywhere this coming year um, was big for me. It's helped me a lot. Uh, just be ready for wherever, wherever I'm at that day in the lineup. Um, but yeah, third or first, I'd say most comfortable, but it's not like I'm uncomfortable and left or right. Yeah. Got it. Awesome. Last question. Uh, this has been awesome so far. Uh, but last question, um, the Marlins. I'm sure you keep up with them, right? Uh, this this team's winning. Um, they're they're doing yeah. awesome. They're doing fantastic. Um, looks like they're they're pretty serious about making this run here at, at the playoffs. Um, that's going to be awesome to see uh, for the first time since what 2020 uh, in the COVID year. Um, so Absolutely. it's going to be pretty cool. Um, you yourself um, performing in the minors, pretty much right there on the cusp um, of of making a big league impact, perhaps. Um, so just your level of excitement and being a part of this organization that is winning. Um, um, that is continuing to build this winning culture as well throughout the minors, as you know, from Pensacola and now with Jacksonville. Um, so continuing to build this winning culture all the way up to the big leagues. Um, how exciting is it for you to be where you're at right now at this point in your career, knowing that you have a chance to join what is now uh, this season, a, a winning organization, just the, the level of excitement around that. I mean, man, I'm super pumped. It's, it's always been a goal of mine since I was a little kid to play postseason uh, baseball, meaningful baseball. So 
um, being able to join Miami just this first year and them have a good year this year and pushing for contention like they are it is pretty cool. Um, and knowing that I'm right there, possibly being able to get up there and contribute um, would be cool. It's kind of like I said with Skip, being at the backfield, just that culture of winning at, it is it's contagious. You know what I mean? It, as you said, like in Pensacola, that was that was the plan since day one is for us to win. And usually if you're winning a lot of games, certain players and a good amount of the players are having good years as well. So um, it's exciting, man. I, I do keep up with the Marlins. I, I'm usually checking box scores and, and watching games as, as much as I can. Um, being able to see what Yuri's doing after playing with him at the start of Pensacola and watching him pitch in the bigs now is awesome. Um, being able to be with Jazz on his rehab uh, stint this past week was awesome and kind of hearing what he was saying about the winning culture and, and what's going on in the clubhouse and how cool it is is gave me a little bit of more like, man, yeah, I bet that is awesome. I'm going to get there <clears throat> and help out, you know, so it, it's exciting, man. Uh, I hope they keep winning. I hope they keep pushing and hopefully one of these days I can uh, get up there and help. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you'll, you'll definitely have a shot if it's not now, it's definitely when they, when they expand rosters for, and, and give other guys down there an opportunity, but Dane, um, Thank you so much for hopping on. We we really appreciate the time that you've given us. And uh, from Alex and myself, um, I think this will do it for these for swimming upstream. We'll see you guys in the next one. Uh, peace out and go fish.